You guys, it has been a minute. I am back. Um, I was gone to Brazil uh, for almost 10 days. It was it was supposed to be 10 days, and I changed my flight because I was so ready to get home and see my family. Um, but while I was there, God did amazing things, and um, I'm back here in Texas, and God is doing so many incredible things, and I'm so excited to be back here with you guys. Um, Hey, before I jump into today's content, uh, I just want to do a quick promo for my coaching program. You know, I do a monthly coaching program um, where I have a different focus every single month and I give you an action step, a resource recommendation, and there's over 18 months worth of content to help accelerate your spiritual growth, to help you break through barriers that's been holding you back. Um, It's incredible. It's really incredible. I have a link down below. It's called Inner Circle. I would love for you to sign up. Um, If you get a lot of value out of my podcast, you would get so much value out of my uh, monthly coaching program. I think it's incredible. I absolutely love it. Seeing people double, some of them have tripled their income in just a few months of being a part of it, Um, being able to accelerate their business. People have written books, have done all kinds of crazy good things, um, all just by deciding that they're going to invest in themselves. And so I would love for you to check that out if that interests you. And so, hey, I want to just talk to you about being a follower of Jesus. You know, are you a follower or are you a fan of Jesus? Um, you know, have you ever, do you remember as a kid whenever you would play the game Simon Says? And it would be like Simon Says, fill in the blank. And if you didn't do it, then you were disqualified. Um, that game was always a lot of fun for me. But the part that tripped you up is when they would just call out a command command for you to jump and you would get out because they didn't say Simon said to do it and that's such a fun game Um, but I think so often whenever it comes to following Jesus we treat Jesus like a Simon says game and we treat it kind of like this if I could fill in the blank then I would follow Jesus And all of us have different blanks. You know, we have different things that we feel like if I could just get this area of my life right, then I could follow Jesus. And what's funny is you see the opposite happening throughout Jesus' lifetime. He found people just as they were, and he called them to him. In Mark chapter 9, verses 9 through 13, it says, As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's office. Now, I want you to keep in mind that tax collectors at that time were seen as the bottom of the bottom. They were seen as wicked people. And so here Jesus finds him in the midst of doing what culture says is bad. And he said to him, be my disciple, side with my party and follow me. And he arose at once and followed Jesus. And as Jesus reclined in his house, behold, many tax collectors and especially wicked sinners came and sat and reclined with him and his disciples. So now we see that it's not just Matthew with him, but all of his friends are with him as well. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to the disciples, why does your master eat with tax collectors and those preeminently sinful? And when Jesus heard it, 
he replied to those strong and healthy, have no need of a physician, but those who are weak and sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to, not to call and invite to repentance the righteous, but sinners, the ones who are in error and all those not free from sin. You know, what I want you to get out of this is the first thing is, is that being a sinner doesn't disqualify you from following Jesus. You know, so often I found in my life, people have so often thought, if I can just get my life together, then I'll come to Christ. And the funny thing is, is if you have your life together, that means you don't need Christ. The very fact that you're making mistakes <laughs> qualifies you for God's grace. God's grace isn't there for when you reach this place of perfection. It's there for you to love you in the journey. You know, I love that Jesus said, says here that he didn't come for the healthy, but he came for the sick. And I want you to know that in God, he's looking for a relationship with you. I love this so much because he didn't tell them, hey, when you start going to church, when you start reading your Bible, when you start tithing, when you start doing all these things, then I'll come and hang out with you. No, he hung out with them just as they were. See, I want to tell you that the world may say that you're not accepted until you behave, but that's nothing more than a game of Simon Says. In God, everybody's accepted just as they are. And I would like to point out that in this, the only people that were offended that Jesus was accepting them, uh, the religious was the religious crowd. And I found in my life, our attitude about who is accepted in church tells us whether we're a follower of Jesus or a fan of Jesus. See, fans are fickle now that we're in football season. Um, I think it's so funny about the people who only support certain teams when they're winning. You know, whenever a team is really rising and they're killing the game all of a sudden everybody's wearing their shirts and everybody's diehard you know about them and I think the true fans are the ones who still wear the shirt even when it's in a losing season and I say that to say this is that the religious leaders were fine to follow Jesus as long as it looked like what they wanted it to look like and when the minute that Jesus strayed from their plan and accepted people that they did not like that is when they stopped following Jesus and I found so many times in the church this is the same way that we treat people we're fine until uh, we feel like we're being too welcoming or too accepting but I'll just say that in Jesus being a sinner never disqualified people from following him he loved them just as they were see I want to tell you today that Jesus loves you between the gap of who you are and who you're called to be and he's okay to go on the process and the journey with you on that gap the second thing I want to tell you is that Jesus is comfortable about, or, uh, I'm sorry, Jesus is comfortable being around people who are nothing like him. Uh, I remember it wasn't too long back and there was somebody that reached out to us at our church and they were curious, you know, could a church accept somebody like me? And they went on to explain that they had tattoos and the last church that they had tried to attend, they were asked to leave for tattoos and I let them know, don't worry. Um, in fact, most of our pastoral staff has tattoos. And what they were really saying is, does Jesus 
is Jesus okay being around somebody like me? And I think all of us have that in our minds. There's a person who's close to me in my life that had three abortions. And she talks about that the only experience she had ever had in the church, she wasn't raised in church. And the only experience she had with the church was after her abortion, she walked out to people protesting on her very first abortion. And they were saying that she's a baby killer and that God hates her. You know, and that, those signs kept in her mind for years and made it where she didn't feel like she could come to church. And really, truly, what her question was in the back of her mind is, is Jesus so comfortable around somebody like me? And the truth is, the answer is yes. He's absolutely okay loving you right where you are. You know, is when she came in and realized that Jesus loved her as she was, she was able to forgive herself for the abortions that she had had. And I want to challenge you in your life. Maybe there's things that have kept you from following Jesus because you feel like, I think that he can love the church side of me, the good part of me, but I don't know that he's okay with this dark side of me. And I want to tell you that there's not one thing in your life that Jesus doesn't love. And he loves you just as you are. That doesn't mean he leaves you as you are, because we all know that as we follow him, we're changed. The Bible says that he takes us from glory to glory, that we're transformed. But I love in Philippians 2.13, it says that he gives us the power and the desire to change. You know, there's two things that I want to highlight there. The first thing is he gives us the power to do it and the desire to do it. You know, it doesn't come by people giving us a list of rules of do's and don'ts, but it comes by an inward desire beginning to change. And with that desire for change, we get the power to be able to overcome sin. The third thing I want to show you out of this scripture is that Jesus didn't come for people who have it all together. He came for people like me and you. You know, I think in that, uh, I think so many times in our lives, we have this misconstrued uh, concept of who Jesus came for. And he's totally okay for coming to the person who's had an abortion or has had all these things. And we're okay with saying that, but we have a really hard time filling in the blanks on the things that we're bad at. We have a really hard time with maybe you're cheating on your taxes, you're gossiping or whatever. And I want to tell you that Jesus came for people that are messed up just like you. You know, there's a girl in our church and she, uh, through coming to our church, God's just totally changing her life and doing so many amazing things. And one of the things that recently she started feeling convicted of is every time she would light a cigarette, she felt God convicting her and telling her not to do it. And so time went on and she kept feeling like God was telling her to put it down. And uh, she was like, God, you know, I, I really, this is so hard. I've got the desire to do it, but do I have the power to do it? And so finally, just the other day, she decided to put it down. And she wrote to me and said that this has been the easiest time that she's ever had quitting. And the reason for that is, is Philippians 2.13, that he gives us the desire and the power to change. You know, I want to tell you that in God, he accepts you as you are and as he accepts you as you are your desires about life begin to change your outward look at life begins to change and when those things begin to change everything in our life begins to change and so often what we do as a church I'm talking about the global church is we try to get people to change the minute they come in and the truth is the Bible says and I believe it's in Romans that he will write his laws on our heart and so oftentimes we try 
try to write the laws on people's hearts. And that's not the way things change. See, the religious leaders were frustrated that Jesus was using somebody that didn't look like them, that didn't act like them, that hadn't put in the time like they had. And the truth was, they were just as sinful as these tax collectors. Their sin looked a little bit different. It was a critical heart. Where they were tax collectors, the religious people had a critical heart. And you know what? In God, it's all the same. But here Jesus is letting them know, hey, I'm going to accept people who aren't like you. But you know what? In him accepting them like him that aren't like him, they begin to change. You know, we read on about Matthew and his entire life changed in following Jesus. In fact, he wrote the gospel of Matthew. And all that happened as Jesus accepted him as he was. I think about the the global church today, and I wonder how many Matthews are we missing out on because they don't look like what we wanted them to look like. They may come with um, things that are less than good, and we get a critical heart, and we push them away, or we try to make them change before they can belong. But what I love about Jesus is they belonged then they believed, and then they became who he called them to be. And when we keep things in that order in our lives, when we know that we belong to Christ, then all of a sudden we begin to believe, and then we begin to live that out. We begin to become who he's called us to be. And so often I think our natural inclination is we want people to uh, change, to become, then we want them to believe, and then we want them to belong. But that's not the way Jesus did it. And I want to challenge you listening to this. I want to ask you, are you a follower? Are you a fan? Because see, here's the thing is that true followers that are passionate about what they're called to do, they're, they're not, um, feeling like they have to become something before being a follower, right? That's fans. People that are fans are fickle. One day they're wearing one team's jersey. The next day they're wearing the next team's jersey. And you can tell who they're supporting by what jersey they're wearing. But a true follower doesn't have to have the shirt on to know the stats about the team, to know everything about it, to talk about it all the time. I mean, come on, there's people that are like extreme fans, right? extreme followers, right? But then there's fans and fans are fickle. And as long as the team is up and it's doing what they want, then they're all on board. But the minute something changes, they jump on board to another team. You know, I love in Dallas, Texas, we have true Cowboys fans and they Cowboys, they are true Cowboys fans in this, that they are followers. Like it doesn't matter if they're winning or losing, they're diehard. Like they're there. A friend of ours, he loves the Cowboys. And it doesn't matter if they're in a win season or losing season. He's going to watch the games. He's going to support them. He knows the stats, all the things. And that's a true follower. And I believe that God's called us not just to be fans, that we swap out jerseys and seasons. One season we're sold out to God and we're following him and doing what he's called us to do in the next season. We're staying home. We're not really doing what we're called to do. And I love this because in Jesus, he has us belong and then we believe, and then we become. And so often, I think in the Christian world, we've got this completely backwards, and that backwards mindset is keeping us from everything he's called us to to do. See, religion will always say achieve, where grace says receive. Religion will always tell us to do, where grace says done. Religion will always point to your failures, and grace will always point to the cross. I know in your life that there's going to be times where you fall short, but I want to tell you that I love in God that he 
he's okay with my failures, that he will meet me at the table wherever I'm at. And all he's asking is for me to just keep following. And as I follow, I belong. And when I belong, I believe. And when I believe, I become all that he's called me to be. So, hey, I hope this encouraged you. If you'll do me a favor, uh, can you share it with somebody in your world, in your life? Uh, Maybe they're in a place of struggling with being a follower, being a fan, or maybe you're in your life and you've got a ton of people around you that you guys are just sold out for Jesus, and hopefully this encourages you. So uh, if you share it, it would mean so much to me. Uh, This podcast just continues to grow, and the only reason why it grows is because you guys continue to share it. So hey, with all that said, let's have a great week, and let's do something awesome for God.